am I bringing entertainment every week, right? Well, you could donate to, like, you know, a food place. You join the AmeriCorps. I'm yeah. donating to thousands of people right now. I'm giving my time. That counts for something. Well, of course, you can give your time in different, more uh, and useful this is ways. More gratifying to me because it's a creative outlet. It's I spend a lot of just giving corn. No, you don't give corn to those places. They don't want. They don't want your like used cans. They're like, hey, you want my old corn? I oh, donate they- a lot of my time to my uh, charitable partner, Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> we get in on that together. I, I do an international charity with my uh, friends from every vodka maker known to <laughs> See, I I wrote down some Travis jokes to try to cheer Travis up, but I think Travis just cheered himself up with his <laughs> Captain Morgan joke. I did like it. Hey, hey Travis, we, yeah, we can't, why don't they play much poker in the jungle? Uh, I don't know. Because there's a bunch of cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's Monday night. Strangelabel.com. It's the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program. I, of course, am Mike. I'm joined by my co-host, Napier. What's up? Uh, via Skype, Mr. Travis Hulse. Hello. Who's in a sour mood, Nate. See? He wasn't like two seconds ago. I'm sure you're going to bring that back for him. He was He was saying that he was in a sour mood. And I'm in a sour mood. So I, get, I get like that. You know, it's just one of those things. So today, tonight is today, my mood is up Travis night. I like that. Let's let's cheer me up. Phone number to contact the show, 636-487-HAND or WFOD show on Skype. If you have a Travis joke, you give us a call and, and share it with us. I got another one. You want to hear it, Travis, or you miss save it? Yeah, give me, well, I, I mean, if you have a limited amount of dad jokes, you know, pepper them through the show. I don't want you to blow your wad off. Travis, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get the mood going right. Uh, give me, give me, shoot me another What do you one, call then? an alligator in a vest? I don't know. An investigator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got a whole hour of this, guys. I am a fan of that one, You too. know what we are. And Travis, Travis, you, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. No, go, go, go. You wanted to, uh, you wanted to share a story. I had a, sh- right? Did I have a story? Just share your story, Travis. I, I'm, I'm not about to cut people off. I, I, once, a, once upon a time, a boy was born to Lorraine and Paul, and he grew up in a tumultuous atmosphere, uh, experienced a lot throughout his young life, and grew up to be, you know, this guy. Oh. Travis, the guy you listen to once a week. And either love or hate, I don't think there's any... In middle ground there. There's nobody that just tolerates Travis. I don't think there's a tolerating. I think there's either like I long for the days when Travis wasn't on WFOD, and I think there's people that are like, yeah, I I see where this guy's coming from. I'm on I'm on board. I don't think there's a middle ground. You know, Napier, we did just celebrate our two year anniversary of Travis. Maybe that's why I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a couple of days ago, I believe. It was the end of March. Uh, 2014 that Travis debuted on the show. Jesus. It, it, time just flies. It, to be ridiculous. honest with you, I seriously doubt we have anybody that listened to before Travis at this point because people, they come for a while and then they they move on. Like Starry, our one fan? Yeah, yeah. They, well, I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. But what I'm getting at 
is now a days. I think that we are best known for breaking what's new and upcoming in the world of hip hop. I don't we think are that's absolutely those people. I would say that that is kind of what we're known for. If you remember a while back, we introduced you to Bright Lights and Booty his, Don't Stink and his class. And you know what? On YouTube, where I believe is one of very few places you can get Booty Don't Stink, uh, it does not have a hundred views yet. So I don't think we like broke it really. We're ahead of the curve, I think, because that song, that song's going to hit. So Booty Don't Stink didn't benefit from the WFOD bump? Like it did not, the- Travis. Well, I mean, people, more people know about it, I think, than, you know, the 87 views his YouTube may suggest. Well, and you did you did play it on the show, right? So, I mean, maybe that I'm was... I'm going to play it right now. Exactly. I think that's a great idea. This is a great song. I, I enjoy the beat. It's got a good beat. And the message is very simple. You should not be up in the club like your booty don't stank. Everybody booty stank. Having my ear to the ground uh, of the hip-hop world, I stumbled across something that that, that shocked me. Apparently, the, the, the food uh, hamburger helper. Have you heard of the hamburger helper, Travis? Yeah, you got to put that uh, food thing in quotes, though. Uh, Freeze-dried noodles and uh, meat powder. See, what happens is you get some hamburger and you cook it up, and you don't just want to eat hamburger. You don't want to just eat hamburger that you cook, Napes. You want to add something to it to make it extra delicious. Well, you know, the beautiful thing about hamburger is on a weeknight when you're getting the kids ready and they got to do their homework and all those kind of things, they got to take their baths, uh, hamburger cooks really quickly. So the best, you know, it's a a nice quick meal. And then you just throw in this noodly stuff. And there you get meal right there. It's not just meat. It's it's also noodles. So you got a it's, complete meal in one thing. You just slop some on a plate. You're you're done. It's helping out your hamburger. The hamburger helper, Napier. I'm tying this all into hip hop. Excellent. They released a five song mixtape of hamburger helper themed rap tunes. I bet that's horrid. You would think. You would think this is dog shit. And granted. I'm a suburban white fella. Yeah, what do you know about hip-hop anyway? What do I really know about hip-hop? Well, for one, I know that Booty Don't Stay is a goddamn classic. That's what I know. Instant. Instant classic. And if you agree with me, then maybe you will also agree with with my assessment that the Hamburger Helper five-song mixtape is fucking fire, yo. (laughs) Would I know any of the artists? That shit is dope. Would I know any of the artists, or is it like the people who make the commercials? You don't know who these people are and don't no, care. No, I, I think that these are probably underground folks that were probably paid a fee to to take a break from writing their social conscious raps or whatever it is that they do to to you know collect a paycheck writing songs for the Hamburger Helper. Do you think they'll be considered sellouts now? I don't know. I don't know. Can you? Are there sellouts anymore? Remember when that was a thing? When you could actually be a sellout? No, there's no sellouts anymore because all of the musicians that we've had on this program, like newer musicians within the last half a decade, they all immediately sell their songs to network television programs. That's really the only way you can get your music out there that people could recognize. I mean, like, there's a band that uh, was in an Apple commercial maybe 
a year ago that their song came out like 2012 and being in an Apple commercial actually got them uh, back like on the charts for the first time. Like their song came out in 2012 and then all of a sudden they're in an Apple commercial and now people pay attention to it. So it's, re- it's really, didn't that happen with like, come on Eileen or some like clash or my Sharona or some shit like that too. It was plugged into like a commercial or a show or a movie or something. And then all of a sudden it was like on the charts 20 years later. It's something like that. Yeah. And, and the monster mash, the monster mash caught on 10, 15 years later. Uh, so, I mean, these things happen. That Gautier guy. Yep. The only reason that his his song came out like 2009. It's that damn old. It's really old. And then Ashton Kutcher heard it and tweeted it. And that's why we know about Gautier now is because Ashton Kutcher tweeted. So really. Is he a, is he a black man or is he a hipster white guy? A black Gautier. man? Yeah, that was the you, dun dun. The, the, do I have that song on my iPad? See, because Travis doesn't even know what song I'm talking about. I probably do. The the Gautier, Travis. Yeah, that's somebody you you used to know song. Yeah, Travis, you remember this song, right? Oh, he's a he's a hipster white guy. Yeah, he's hipster white guy. Yeah. You remember this song though. Travis, say you remember the song so we can move on. I'm trying to listen. You keep talking. I can't hear it. Yeah, all right. I remember it. Okay. So what I was saying is the Hamburger Helper mixtape is fire, yo. And I want to share the tracks with you guys. I just want to do the, hey, you guys want to hear these Hamburger Helper songs showcase. Of course. Did you ever think in a million years that you would say that out loud? Like, hey, guys, do you want to hear these Hamburger Helper songs? Travis, I've listened to this four times. I've listened through the entire mixtape multiple times. Oh, let's cue it up. This is uh, Feed the Streets. It's it's about Hamburger Helper. They're all about Hamburger Helper. <laughs> but I want to stop. Not getting the hamburger yeah. helper yet. It's in there. I think he said vitamins and minerals. I don't think there's many vitamins and minerals in hamburger helper, is there? I'm, I'm sure there's sand. Maybe. Maybe. I've been in the kitchen. This one is my favorite. Because it's like giving you a play-by-play of making Hamburger Helper. I think that I love that the most. I mean, like, as far as songs about Hamburger Helper goes, pretty decent, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, they they could have easily just like grabbed a package of Hamburger Helper and just read the like directions on how to make Hamburger Helper <laughs> off the back. Are you and saying they didn't that? Do that. Are you saying that didn't happen with this song? It didn't happen. This one's called Crazy. Come on, Nate. Some call me crazy. That might be true. Because if you take my hamburger helper, I don't know what I might do. Right? Can I tell you real quick, when when you discovered this and passed it along to me the other day, <laughs> I uh, played it on my phone uh, because that was the only time I could do it. So I was sitting on the couch 
uh, my kids were around and I started playing these hamburger helper raps on my phone and uh, my four-year-old boy bopped his head uh, while my daughter was kind of swaying with the beat. So they also, like, children also enjoy the hamburger helper rap tunes. Travis, when I was a younger teen fella, I had the, the amplifier and the and the, the, the woofer in my back. Mm-hmm. I need to put those back in my, in my, my SUV <laughs> and ride around bumping some hamburger helper songs. Now I, I got I got the fever to ride around and, and bump the hamburger helper songs. So you were a, a trunk rattling guy in your younger years? Well, I mean, not really. I I think I just wanted to I I just wanted a little extra oomph. You know what little I mean? Yeah. My uh, buddy, one of my best friends, like we went through a rap phase too, and I love rap. Uh, Ice Cube, I think, is my favorite, but he had he had this little four door, like just like normal little car, and his entire trunk was his subwoofer and his uh, like twenty disc changer for his car. I thought that was kind of overkill, and I hated riding around with him because then also we were the trunk rattling guys that you know pulled up to stoplights next to old people, and that kind of always bothered me. But you know, the, I mean, the base I guess was the benefit. Napier, when we were talking about this, Travis. I- informed us that he went through a brief period of time where he wanted to be a rapper. Excellent. Yes, how did that how'd that dream go? And well, you know, it, it ended right there. <laughs> oh, you just said I wanted to be a rapper and then decided not to? I can't remember it? what it was. I was really into rap at the time. I had like a uh, like a pretty solid rap phase for about three years. Who and- were your influences? Well, Ice Cube, the Ghetto Boys were a big influence. Bushwick Bill and uh, Scarface uh, were some of the more nonsensical uh, influences, as well as Cool Keith, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Octagon, a.k.a. about 10 other things. Uh, But Eminem I enjoyed at the time because that was like his heyday. Uh, Everybody from N.W.A. Uh, So I had a range of influences, and I actually had a composition notebook that I like to uh, write down. You wrote rhymes down in? Yeah, I wrote like, uh, yeah, I wrote some rhymes down. They were horrible. I tried back in the days of ICQ when social media wasn't a thing. I tried to, uh, like, uh, freestyle rap battle people on the uh, chat boards, which never went well. (laughs) But uh, I had a buddy, too, that was good. He He liked house music, and he was a big Beastie Boys fan. So he always said that he could make beats for me. Uh, if I wanted to, like he would make me tr- beat uh, track beats and then uh, I could rap over them. Um, and then, you know, like with most things in my life, I began and then I never completed it. We got Scrambler in the chat asking what our opinions are on Tuna Helper. I don't have an opinion on that. I've never tried slop. a different helper. I know there's a chicken <laughs> helper, too. I haven't got into mm-hmm. the chicken helper. But what I can tell you is that the Hamburger Helper mixtape is fire yo you know what you should listen to what mc chris and mc front a lot my backpacks got jets i'm boba the fat it's been on a stove so long i burn my lip the beat's gonna drop any second are you ready the beat's gonna drop Disappointed you didn't bring uh, back MC Flames for this. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did the whole show like that. I would have been on board even uh, in this piss poor mood. <laughs> You're a ninja. Here is my nunchuck. 
so bad I got sued by Donald Duck. I know you think that I am some cuck, but I'm a bull baby and I'm going to buck. They call me... They call me Dr. Fuck. Calling Dr. Fuck. I fucking fucking suck. Calling Dr. Fuck. They call me Dr. Fuck. You want a T-bone, baby, you're in luck. Got a thrust like a Big Mac truck. My dirty T-mind has run amok. So girl, get ready to get it stuck. They call me. Dr. They call me Doctor Fuck. Calling Doctor Fuck. I fucking fucking suck. Calling Doctor Fuck. They call me Doctor Fuck. The doctor is in, baby. Let me take your temperature with my thermometer. I'm Dr. Fuck, baby. They call me... Dr. Fuck! They call me Dr. Fuck. Calling Dr. Fuck! I fucking fucking suck. Dr. Fuck! They call me Dr. Fuck. (laughs) They call me... They call me Dr. Fuck. I fucking fucking suck. They call me Dr. Fuck. They call me. They call me Dr. Fuck. I fucking fucking suck. They call me Dr. Fuck. This is Justin Timberlake. Yo, what's up? This is Robert Thicke. Hi, this is Britney Spears. Hey, this is Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, it's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, and you are in the mix with WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Is, is that just on a loop? Fuck yeah, motherfucker! You rocking with the WFO dicks on RadioFubar.com, and we talking about dicks, yo. Check out Fuzz from Disturbed. Fuzz has a slightly above average dick. And is into aggressive fucking. Likes to spank asses. And is very into anything involving the anus. Also known to be a dick. And incredibly self-absorbed. As well as wearing extremely tight pants. He wears tight pants and shit? Man, how can you be metal with tight pants? That's not metal. Don't that squeeze on your boys, yo? I like to have my boys free range. You know... You like to let them let them loose. Yeah, you I got, like to let them let them free up a little bit. Man, I can't ride bikes anymore because my balls are are too much. They like get caught up, and I keep squishing them together. It's like those little uh, little uh, Chinese stirring balls. Use them for stressing. They just roll around my undershorts, getting all clangity clang together. Yo, man. Will Smith and Jaden Smith, they won the best actor and the best supporting actor for that fucking, uh, oh, worst, I'm sorry, worst, for the Razzies. 
for that After Earth movie. You see that piece of shit? No, I you don't know watch why you didn't movie. see it. That looked shitty, and I saw it, and it was dog shit. Well, I don't really think a movie starring Jaden Smith running around with CGI critters is going to be that <laughs> that too fucking awesome. <laughs> he calls he calls Will Smith up on his little his little earphone. He's like. Yo, I don't think I'm going to make it back. He's like, you're going to make it, or we both toast. And then and then he said, you just come back because you ain't going to make it. Be like, motherfucker, then you're both just going to die, dumbasses. And then he kills some big beast, and his over- it was shitty. And his suit kept changing color. I don't know what the fuck was up with that bullshit. Maybe his suit was Michael Jackson. Oh, shit. That was a sick burn, Napes. Blam. Tell us about Fred Durst's dick. Fred is an average Joe. Or should I say an average Fred? Nothing too big, but nothing too small. He loves to eat pussy and loves to get oral in return. He's a little on the kinky side and he really loves the freaky girls. Tried to use the press to get dates and frequently comes off as a creepy stalker. Yo, man, the fucking, the fucking autopsy for Philip Seymour Hoffman came back. Was it heroin? Dude was on a fuckload of shit. He was all fucked up. Dude had fucking heroin, cocaine, benzodiazepines, whatever the fuck that is. I think that's purple And drink. amphetamines. Motherfucker just took everything. Motherfucker wanted to ride the golden goose or some shit. I bet he saw Thor. <laughs> Damn, fool, fool, and Thor nuts. too. You think that motherfucker tri- tried to kill himself? Oh, I mean, I guess not. Tried to kill himself. He did a pretty good job. <laughs> if you take Word. that much, I bet if I took that much, I'd die. Right. You think that's what he's going for? Or you think he just wanted to see some shit? Uh, maybe he was researching a role. Researching a role of some dude that's dead. Oh, well, he's he's still researching. Damn. Method acting. Word. Yo. This yo. is a horrible show. Yo, what are you talking about, man? Let's talk about some more dicks. Okay, let's... What about this fucking Sully Erna from Godsmack? Sully's Godsmacker isn't too long. See, that's fucking funny because he, he's in the band Godsmack. They, they talk about his dick. Yeah. They should call my dick the Godsmacker. I think they call my dick the hog slayer. Shit. Actually, it's the uh, field plow, because I can plow fields with it. You can just hook me up to a bison and let me lay flat on the ground, and I will carve you out a new patch of pumpkins. <laughs> to contact the show, 309-741-0130. You you rock it with the WFO dicks or RadioFubar.com. RadioFubar.com. Shit. No, let's talk about this Sully Erna dick. Sully Erna from Godsmack. Uh Hey yo, be calling number 10 with the fucking the fucking phrase of the week. When you hear this. This is Christina Aguilera. What up, it's your boy Flo Rida. What's up, guys? This is Justin Bieber. Hey, hey, this is your girl Lady Gaga. This is Nicki Minaj, and I'm in the mix with WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Man, that wasn't even what I was trying to do. 
Excellent. When you hear the fucking phrase that pays, be caller number 10, and you win a WFOD prize pack. Here it is. This guy won't fuck me. He won't take me in the bathroom and fuck me. You didn't plan this well in advance, did you? Like, how far ahead did you make these? (laughs) You did this on your lunch break. (laughs) What the fuck you talking about? This shit's the shit. We've been rocking it all week on the WFO dick. Rocking it hard, yo. Like, like apparently Sully Erna from Godsmack. With his big old Godsmacker. With his big old Godsmacker. Apparently, he likes receiving oral rather than giving. Typical male. But if he does go down on you, he might be a little too rough. <laughs> Obviously, he has a very hyperactive tongue. Right. A good kisser, though. He gets in there. But can't last long once he bones you. Very small guy height-wise. Aw, shit. Well, I guess he isn't, like, walking into her. Yo, man. You got any celebrity gossip? Uh, no. I don't. Uh, I heard Chris Brown has bipolar. <laughs> Not sure where I heard that from, but uh heard somebody say it. <laughs> Do you think his hand is bipolar? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> our homie drunk at yo he's out boning bitches and getting digits word (laughs) (laughs) drunk we tried to get you into internet dating we failed but you have you ever been bamboozled no, I actually had decent luck with that. Really? Uh, I hooked up with this bitch from Jefferson City. She was pretty hot. Did you bamboozle her? No, I hope not. <laughs> 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 I mean, the deed got done, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah. This was like 05, 04. But she just thought, well, you made the trip. You're an incredibly articulate storyteller. Yeah. I mean, it's not that interesting. Didn't you smash on some I concrete? I did smash on some concrete with this bitch. In the outside. I feel like concrete. this is a story that you could go into more detail in. I mean, you, he just summed up an entire story with, met a bitch on the internet, we went, we smashed on concrete, the deed got done. This wasn't that interesting of a story. <laughs> it wasn't that interesting of a story. Yeah. Tell, the, tell us a goddamn story, drunk. Tell us a goddamn story. You know, I, I have a lot of storyteller friends... I would say that drunk is one of them. <laughs> you know, like, you know, a lot of my friends tell a real good story. Drunk gives you the facts, nothing but the facts. He lets you do all the... All business. The extrapolation. Okay, how about this? How about, tell me about her uh, vagina. 
was which the, I was think it a is landing makes, strip pattern or was it shaved? That's what makes drunk so good on Twitter is because he can sum it up in one tweet. Boom! <laughs> right. I'm sorry, Napier. I interrupted you. You, uh, you were asking a question. This is like about eight her, years ago. Her um, pubic hair pattern. Is that what you were asking? I pretty much know every bra that I've had sex with their pubic hair pattern. This okay. is something that number I sh- one. I'm, I'm not telling you about these broads pubic hair patterns. Number one. <laughs> number one. What? How was it? Is it full full beard? Mostly bare. Mostly bare. Mostly. Number two. Mostly not bare. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like Goldilocks. <laughs> uh, uh, so all the facts, huh? We're not going to get any. Well, kind what of, else uh, would you like to know? I want you to tell me a goddamn story, drunk. I want you to kill a couple of minutes here. I don't know. I was on the old Yahoo Messenger. Met this bitch in the chat room. Chatted her up. Went to what did you guys City. talk about? You talked oh. about your lives. Sure. I don't know. And how did how did you arrange the meeting? You were like, "Hey, babe, we should meet up sometime." Yeah, I think she was the one that oh, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But yeah. We so met. then you met. Yeah, she was kind of emo. Emo? She she kind of dressed in goth. No, I didn't. Her. No, hell no. That's not me. No, is that she, uh, what was she wearing? I don't know. Jeans and a t-shirt. And, and you pick her up at her house. Yeah. And did you guys go on, like, a date? You took her somewhere? No, just pretty much started smashing right there. <laughs> so you just, you knocked on her door. <laughs> no, she was outside waiting for me by the mailbox. She was out waiting by the mailbox? So you yeah. smashed her by she, her did mailbox. Did she invite you inside? No. <laughs> or her parents' Where, home? Yes. Where did you go? Just right down the street to some abandoned house. You fucked her in an abandoned house? See, this is an interesting <laughs> right, story. Right, exactly. I was going to say, it's a better story. You just brought in an abandoned house. Well, well it's a, I won't say abandoned. It's a un, unbuilt house, a project, if you will. Oh, okay, so they're still building the house. Yes. So this was a fairly new neighborhood. Yes. So, she, so I guess her parents had a lot of money? Yeah, I guess. I think they own some restaurant or something. Okay, so you take her to this, this house that they're building. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? You go behind the house? No, just in, inside the house. In in where the garage area is going to be. Okay. So sure. this guy, for, hold on. Let me. So this guy has built himself a nice little family-owned business, and he's got you know he's working hard, living the American dream. He's raising a, a beautiful, respectable daughter, and she's out getting fucked by strangers <laughs> on the internet. Take her out outside her house on the mailbox and take her to the lovely. Half-built house down the fucking... <laughs> so was this all pre-planned? Did she say, okay, you're going to pick me up at the mailbox, we're going to go to this abandoned house, and we're going to fuck? Or did you have a conversation with her? Like, no, hey, was, where should we go? It was pretty well known that we were going to fuck that night, for sure. But not where? Right. <laughs> did she have the plan? Like, nope, it was right. She was like, hey, look. She, she's at the beginning of the court. We went to the end of the court. Guy number 32. We go down to this house on the right, and we get this done. I've done this before. So when you painted the garage with your love, did you, like, clean it up at all, or did you just leave a puddle for the new homeowners? Yeah. So were were you visible to passerbys? No. It was was in the end of a cul-de-sac. So, I mean, the garage was kind of built to a point where you had cover. Well, there was no other houses down there yet. They're all being built. So if I pull into the driveway of this house... Am oh I yeah, you're just, you you're just, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what I. Uh, so so you go into this garage, and you say, "Okay, this looks like a good spot." Yep. 
And then you just drop your pants? No, well, I mean, no. We, I mean, we were making out before we even hit the garage. So. Were you making out standing up or sitting down? Standing up. You were standing up? Yeah. Okay, and so you, you start removing clothing in the abandoned garage. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like, do, do, do you lay on your back or does she get on her back or... Or do you fuck her standing up? How does I mean, we did it multiple times, so... So you hung out in the garage for a period of time? Yes. What did you do in between sex? Smoke cigarettes. And did, I mean, did you catch up? Did you talk about things? Mm. Did you chat to anybody cool online? So when, when, you, when you wrote Did she story, have later appointments, or were you her only one for the evening? No, I pretty much was there from like uh, 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m. Just fucking in the garage. Yep. So I got to know. And so then you took her home? Or no. did she walk home? I went home, and then I went to Lake Leo's Ozarks the next day. Did she walk home, or did you drive her home like a gentleman? Oh, I walked her home. Now, when you rode this horse, did you ride it with a saddle or bareback? Oh, no. I condomed it up for sure. Okay. Did you bring a whole box with you? Yeah, I brought multiple, yeah. Or did you use the same one for all? <laughs> no, I did not. Just use take the it same. off, shake it a bit, and put it back on. <laughs> turn it inside out. So, I mean, where did it go from there? Did you not talk to her anymore after that? No, I went and saw her like three times. And you fucked every time? Yeah. In different. Almost and, built houses? Or? Well, one time I was in the back of my dad's truck. <laughs> how, did, how did it end? Did you, did you say, look, baby, I need you know, more of a commitment? You know, I, I, want it, I want it to mean something? No, I don't remember. You don't remember how it ended? No. Were you heartbroken? Mm, I can't say heartbreak broken. I mean, she did live two hours away. Did she dump you or did you dump her? I can't remember. So she dumped him, right? You're the whole not remembering. Yeah, I mean, you remember. Coming from a guy who has dumped people and who has been dumped, I remember every single. Yeah, I do too. Like, it's like, and I can, yeah, I mean, it's, yes, this one. Well, it's me. not like it's not like we were actually. I think I, I think I'm, I'm losing like ten to one on. Well, the thing, it's dumped. not like we were actually dating, so why does somebody have to be dumped in this scenario? I'm Joe Zonick, and today this is not going out to any kind of a presidential candidate or any politician. The purpose of this video today is to let you know who I am. First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I currently got legally married. Thank God it's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. But I can tell you I paid a fine with the USDA, and that is nothing but a civil fine, ladies and gentlemen. That does not mean that I was accused or convicted of any kind of animal cruelty thing. I built one of the biggest facilities and the nicest facilities for exotic animals in this country as far as a private individual goes. I'm Joe Exotic, and don't forget, I am now stepping my foot in the ring to run for president.
And this is all paid for by the committee of Joe Exotic Speaks for America. say that the person that you vote for for president is the person that you find yourself uh, most willing to, to go have a beer with. Him. You know, that's what they said about George W. Bush. He seemed like the kind of guy that you go have a beer with. How'd that turn out? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, uh, Mr. Joe Exotic, I, w- I would have a, a beer with Joe Exotic. At least he has a personality. Look, look. I, uh, I I saw the Joe Exotics videos. I enjoyed them. He looks like a like the kind of guy that, that we need. The Joe Exotic, a man with passion for something. Having a lot of issues with the Skype though, with, with Joe. and that is unfortunate. It's it's a bummer. Uh, it's it's a bummer for sure. But I'm willing to wait this out. Okay. So uh, Napier, I mean. It's fine. It's fine. It's not like it hasn't happened, you know, twice tonight already. (laughs) Travis? I'm not willing to wait anything out. Travis, it's fine. Travis? Sure? uh, Yes. Everything is fine. Can we blame Microsoft? Travis, it's fine. Uh, It's fine. Joe! That's not a good Joe, sound. Joe Exotic. I didn't like... I, I can't see the screen, but I didn't like that sound that it made. <laughs> it didn't make a good sound, Napier. You're right. <laughs> made a bad sound. Live listeners, listen, guys. You didn't hear any of this. Because, because this will all be edited in post. Yeah, just feel good that you got to peek behind the curtain of all these technical difficulties week after week after week and right. uh, listen to the podcast and it'd be like it never happened. Right. You just you listen back later and you say, oh, God, those guys, those guys pulled that off seamlessly. Did you hear all that? that they, they did. They had two guests in one night. That was impressive what they did. Those guys. We are the most professional. 
I don't I don't even know what to tell you. But guys, our first get our Our first guest was John Fallon. Uh, our our next guest behind. is self-proclaimed Tiger King, owner of the Gerald Wayne Interactive Zoo in Oklahoma, and write-in candidate for president, Mr. Joe Exotic. Joe. <laughs> Joe, buddy. <laughs> seems like every time Joe tries to talk is when it cuts out. He has one of those microphones that shuts off when you talk into it. That's like that kid from that movie, The Mystery Men, whose power was he could only go invisible when no one was looking. (laughs) Hey, he saved the day in the end. He did save the day. Joe, buddy, are you there? Can you hear me? Joe, I can hear you. Hey, let's do this from the phone instead of Skype. Let's I'm I am perfectly fine with that, Joe. I'm just happy to talk to you, buddy. All right, man. You have the largest privately owned zoo in the United States. You have 214 tigers. Is that correct? We do have. What is your meat budget, Joe? I have forty thousand pounds a week. Forty thousand pounds of meat a week. A week. Jesus. What 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 meat is it? Is it just is it like shit that nobody else wants, or you got the oh, good hell stuff? No. Yeah, this is good stuff. They eat better than me and you do. Uh, Joe, uh, how how do you how do you keep track of two hundred and fourteen tigers? <laughs> like if you if you lost five, how would you even know? <laughs> well, when you when you're around them every day and you, you're cleaning and feeding cages, you pretty much know when one's missing. So, you, like, you, you make the rounds in the morning and say hi to all of them, and, and if one isn't there, then, then you notice. Every morning, we have to make sure everybody's here before we open up to the public. See, I, I, don't, I don't have 214 friends, I don't think. And so, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could remember 214 different tigers. Like, do they all have their own? I assume they all have names. I mean, you don't just call them they, tiger number one. Every one of them's got names. You know when people ask me that every day, and it's really no different than a school teacher remembering two hundred kids. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, a school teacher would have a lot of a lot of kids. See, but the, the, the tigers—they all look similar enough that I, I don't think that I would. Uh, I guess you, you do that for a living, though, so you would probably know. When you're around them, they all have different faces, different, different composures. Well, I mean that—that that really sums up my uh, my. My tiger questions, Joe. Uh, you, of course, are running for president. Yes, sir. Which is exciting. I, I saw some of uh, the the posts that you've made and some of your uh, proposals and stuff. The one that intrigued me the most was uh, anyone who is not a citizen of the United States gets charged $35 to enter the country. Like when they get off a plane, we charge them $35. Correct, and then if they're here over 30 days, they pay $100 a month visiting tax. Let's just call it a visiting tax. So so there's just somebody sitting outside of a plain tarmac, and they collect the 30. Where did you come up with the, the number $35? Well, believe it or not, you know, a couple weeks ago, I went and visited Belize just to see kind of how their government works. And they do, when you get off the plane, you pay $37.50. And they collect it right there before you, you go through the, the immigration 
part, you know? Like, can they break and, a 40? You know, they'll they'll take whatever you got, man. <laughs> but you know, the most interesting part is, is if you're there more than 30 days, when you go to leave, if you haven't paid your $100 every 30 days, you don't leave. You go to jail. It's not a bad idea, really, because, I mean, what do they charge to go to fucking Disney World? There's like... 150 like, bucks to go to Disney World. Why wouldn't it be 35 bucks to come to the greatest country on earth? You know, the, the best part about that is you have 42 million people here from other countries. Uh, turn that into money and let's pay our health care. Sure. And let's, let's reform Medicare to where it's the only insurance company we have. And then the CEOs of it and other companies won't be making 66 million a year as a is a salary and mean you can't get insurance. Joe, do you got the you got the yard signs and the bumper stickers and stuff? You got all that stuff? Uh, absolutely. You passing them out? You selling them on your website or something? Where where can people get yard signs and bumper stickers? You know, for this for this whole campaign, I, I don't sell any of it. You know, like the rest of them do. Uh, it, it's it's people gave me money to buy this stuff, and we're mailing it out for free. So all they have to do is get on Joe Exotic Facebook, send me a private message, and we're still mailing them out by the hundreds. The yard signs? Yard signs, bumper stickers, magazines. Napier, we uh, got to get some of these yard signs, man. It'll be the first but, one I have. Oh, yeah. I, I've never put a yard sign in my, in my yard, but I'm going to this time. Damn my it. God, yeah. We, we mail it out every day. <laughs> See, the, the, the two main candidates, Joe, they're, they're not very liked. Uh, they have like a sixty-five percent disapproval rating. So, so you got yourself a real window there. I feel well, like if people would have got on the Joe Exotic train earlier, it's kind of late well, in the game. You know, unfortunately, uh, the Clinton News Network and nobody else will pick up a third-party candidate early in this election. And I've been running since November of the eleventh of last year. And if it wasn't for John Oliver putting me on his show, people still wouldn't know who the hell I am. But, you know, we're going to give them a run for the money this this time, and we're going to make them listen to some real solutions. And you bet your ass they're going to send me back in four years. Well, what else What else do you got, Joe? Do you have other great ideas? Well, you know, first first thing, a couple of, couple of the major issues that I have is you know, Congress in Washington basically, in my eyes, embezzled uh, $2.7 trillion of Social Security. It wasn't theirs to invest, and they made bad investments. And if it was up to me, every one of them that voted or every one of them that, that agreed to use these elderly people's money uh, without letting them know, would either be facing embezzlement charges or every one of them would take a, a half or 50% pay cut in replacing that money to them. But, you know, Social Security is not going to be around by the time me and you get there. So I say replace Social Security, let the people that paid it in get it, and let's just cut it off right now. And if you want to save your money uh, your way uh, for your golden years, that's your problem. If you blow it, that's your problem. And and then we need to get people back to work. You know, and all anybody does is, is talk about creating jobs. Well, I don't know how many of them have been out here in the real workforce, but there's a help wanted sign in damn near every store and restaurant there is. Nobody wants to work because everybody's on free food stamps or on welfare. And it's time that we cut all of that free shit 
and put it back to the people that were really disabled, the people that are really handicapped, and can't work, and, and everybody else go back to work. And I think, you know, I agree with, with legalizing marijuana nationwide. Hey. <laughs> Drunk chimes in. <laughs> hey, no, Colorado's making $100,000 a month in sales tax on it, and they're doing wonderful things with it, while Oklahoma is closing schools. And, and we cut our schools back to four days a week, so they save electricity. So let's put it out there, and let's tax it, and let's put our teachers back to work, give them a good pay, give them, you know, give them the tools they need to teach kids, and, and put it back in our schools and our infrastructure in each state. But, you know, people that are on welfare right now basically work for me and you because we are the taxpayers, and we're the ones paying for that welfare. So anybody that's on welfare ought to have to do the same thing as community service to earn that welfare, you know? You know, when I saw that, when I saw you saying that, Joe, you said that uh, people on welfare that are actually physically able to work should do some kind of community service to work that off. I was thinking, how come we don't build neat shit anymore? Like, you know, we, we could have like pyramids or something, like make, make pyramids with, with people who are, are, you know, able to work. Yeah, we don't do anything. We don't know? do anything. And, I mean, just give them something to do. They can make neat stuff that people would come all, visit. All you hear, all you hear, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton talking about is you know the poverty part of town, you know, Chicago and and New York and all of these cities that have you know the the poverty stricken areas. Well, let's get these community service people out there and clean up, paint, and and oh, sure. up and do something. You know, there's just so many good solutions, uh, but unfortunately, politicians are the ones taking the money from the special interest groups and, and the big corporations and everything else. And they can't think on our level, Joe, level. Joe, is there a tiger in the background? What does that sound? That is a, a hyena, believe it or not. <laughs> Travis. Sounds like big, doesn't it? <laughs> Travis, Joe's got a hyena behind him right now. I hear him. I'm I'm looking at two jagoffs with uh, McDonald's cups. <laughs> Joe's got hyenas. Joe's got and hyenas around him. He li- he lives a different life than you and me. I would be scared constantly. What would be different than now, Napier? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but that's the way that we can fix our grace problem. That's the way we can fix our health problem. We can fix Social Security. We can put people back to work that are that are able to work, and you know. It's just we've got to get politics out of people's lives. The one thing I don't agree with is, you know, everybody says the American dream, and here you are, you, you work your whole life, you can afford to to go in business, and you have a business, and you, you aren't even allowed in this country to pick your clientele of what kind of people you want in your business, you know, city council people, make legal force people to smoke in your restaurant or smoke in your bar. You have no rights in this country whatsoever, and it's time that we give them back to us. You know, and, and then you got Governor Kasich over there in Ohio. He's one of the crookedest sons of bitches I've ever seen. Kasich? And Kasich. You know, so I guess you deal with him firsthand. See, I just saw him on the TV running for president, and he just he seemed like a like a friendly enough guy. He's not a he's not a good guy. He might be friendly, but a whole lot of people out there don't realize what he's doing to the Ohio taxpayers right now. He's sending in SWAT teams. You know who he kind of reminded me of? He reminded me of Beavis and Butthead's principal. (laughs) You know, the guy, he's kind of shaky. Beavis and Butthead, you remember that guy, Napier, right? Yep. 
That's what we reminded me. And right now to people's homes, removing their animals and giving six point five million dollars of taxpayer money to his buddies out of state to move them animals out of state. You know, and that's another one of my big old complaints is nonprofits in this country. We lose fifty six billion dollars a year to nonprofits in this country, just like Hillary Clinton. Found. You mean like like the PETA and stuff? You know, the Humane Society, churches, Joe Olstein, the whole nine yards, you know? And the only the only nonprofits we need in this country are life saving hospitals. All the rest of them need to be abolished and they all need to pay taxes on that money. Mike, did you know that nonprofits, uh, especially like religious groups too, not only are they tax exempt, but they are also eligible for like statewide grants and things? Yeah. So like the, yeah, they will take our tax money and give it to like churches and like uh you know just like church societies but they are not forced to pay taxes on any of the money that they bring in there's so many churches there's so many and i think we just need to consolidate them all into one big church mall who the hell needs a million dollar church to talk to god when you can just stand that i've never understand that yeah i mean you know you go look up at the sky like a like a satellite dish hey all you got to do is legalize that marijuana and everybody can talk to god <laughs> And we can put our teachers back to work. <laughs> That's right. I did see you brought up Oklahoma. I think that with the, the school system there, I think it was the first time I'd ever seen that the uh, bunch of school districts went to a, like four-day school days because they couldn't afford to uh, have all five days of school. Right. They, you know, they can afford to sue Colorado because people are driving from Oklahoma to Colorado to buy marijuana. But they're not smart <laughs> enough to tax that shit. Unbelievable. It's nice to hear somebody talk. You know, you look at the two the two main candidates, and all they do is talk about how one of them's no good, and the other one says that one's no good. And it's funny because there's like no message anymore when you're to, when you get down to the nitty gritty. Nobody has any plans. It's just this guy sucks or this gal sucks, and vote for me instead. That it's that nice does to seem some- to be the common message: is hey, at least I'm better than this shithead. Yeah, it's unbelievable to uh, to not hear about what these people will actually do if given the uh, you know given the president of the United States. I mean, Joe's given us good ideas, uh, which is more than I've heard in three full debates. I completely agree. The, um, yeah, in the in the in the in the ten minutes we've been talking to Joe, I've heard more talk of actual issues than, like you said, yeah, all three of the debates. Unbelievable. You know, the sad part is, guys, in, in the United States of America, because of lobbyists and because of special interest groups, a dog has more rights and draws more attention than an elderly person locked in a nursing home. Kind of screwed up? I, very screwed up. And I think that I think that people will will see you, Joe. I mean, you're a colorful character, uh, and and I think that people might dismiss you before they even really get to to hear what you have to say. But I I think I think you yeah, got good ideas, man. Me too. You know, I think over over the next four years, because I'm not going to give this up. Uh, you know, over the next four years. People, people that have, have already got to know me and people that have already read most of my ideas. And, and I get emails every day. I just posted one on Facebook that I got tonight. You know, a lady saw the John Oliver show. She, she called in order to bump her and once she ripped the magazine in there, she sat down and actually read my platform. And she emailed me back and was like, wow, I'm blown away. This is actually what you want to do for our country. And nobody else wants to talk about it. So I think, guys, as long as I stay on this 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 road, 
I think in four more years, you're going to see some national polls change a little bit. Have you have you considered other office, like a governor or a House representative's seat or something like that? Well, you know, I, I, I kind of threw around a different plan here a couple of weeks ago because uh, our Congress, you know, person here in my district in Oklahoma is up for election November 8th, but it's only a two-year term. So in two years, I could run against him and win and be a congressman for a year before I throw my hat back in the race to run as president. Yeah, you get your foot in the door. You say, hey, I got some experience now. Betcha. You betcha. So that kind of seems like the plan I'm going to go for is that in two years, I'll, 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 you know, in a year, I'll actually be able to run. So I'm going to run as a congressman uh, in, in 2018. And then I'll run for president starting 2019 for the 2020 election. And I think I'll get a little more attention that way, but I'm probably going to have to end up changing parties because, you know, in America, it's against the law for an independent to debate a Republican or Democrat. So that's never going to work. So I'm going to have to jump into a different party when I go to run as Congress. Uh, so that way I have the same rights and the same playing field. As, as the Republicans and the Democrats do. So let, let's speak hypothetically. Let's say four years down the road, Joe Exotic wins the election and becomes our next president. Do you bring the Tigers to the White House? You're damn straight. You know, I was on a, <laughs> I was on a talk show two nights ago and they asked the same question. And, you know, everybody else has a dog, a shih tzu, or a lawsuit. Oh, sure. You're bringing 214 tigers. (laughs) Buddy. And we're going to build a zoo right there in the front of that big old yard, and we're going to open it up for free to the public, and we're going to start teaching people about the habitat in the wild where these animals need to live. Joe, man, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. We we appreciate all that you're doing. Hey, guys, you, you message Joe Exotic. And you get yourself a yard sign, because because uh, we we need to make America exotic again. That's absolutely right, guys. Hey, I can't thank you enough for having me on, and uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. Yeah, Joe, let's do it again sometime, buddy. We really appreciate okay. it. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Joe. Bye bye. Good luck, Travis. Yeah, I fucking love that guy. I uh, we need to keep uh, we need to keep in contact with Joe Exotic. That and you know what you know what? I'm I'm not bullshitting Travis, the the ideas that he he said that make sense to me all good ideas might uh might might be crazy but but I mean I'm guys making a lot of sense with that thirty five dollars getting off the plane we gotta do something those yeah, people exactly. those, those that's what that's what they always say see everybody's always talking about the terrorists coming in and we got to keep the terrorists out but what about these jagoffs that are coming here and just hanging out for a year yeah right. charge them a hundred dollars a month. Crashing with some gal they met at a tavern, some like college chick, and the mooching off her, not doing anything around here. We got she, uh, we got Carla in the chat room. Carla's a Joe Exotic fan. God bless you, Carla. Absolutely, I'm a fan of Joe Exotic. I really do. It is it is funny, like how he has brought up more actual problems that we have in the country and and some sort of solutions. Like you said, maybe a couple of them might be a little bit off kilter, but. I mean, nobody else is coming up with anything that is actually going to make any I kind mean, of change. You so. look at the guy, I'd say Joe Exotic kind of looks like Diamond Dallas Page a little bit. Uh, it's mixed with, like what, like Billy Ray Cyrus? He he uh, he wears sequined shirts. He's a flashy dresser. 
people might look at Joe Exotic and they might say, oh, this guy, he's a, he's a kookadoodle. But not me, Travis. I'm on nope. Team Joe Exotic. Me too. He's my guy. I'm I'm writing his ass in. <laughs> What's it hurt? <laughs> I was I was for that Gary Johnson, but he he's kind of kind of wacky. He keeps doing weird stuff, Travis. It's I don't like apart. him. I'm getting a Joe Exotic yard sign, putting it in my yard. Is Johnson Napier? One? Next week when you come do the show, I'm gonna have a damn Joe Exotic sign in my front yard. Oh, you should get two, so I can take one with me. There you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Mega three, fuck. You want one drunk? You put I'll, one in your yard? I'll put one in my yard. We're going to make this place exotic again. Dude's got 214 tigers drunk. Hey, he's talking about legalizing weed, so I'm all for him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anybody that can live with 214 of those animals is braver than me. Oh, and, boy. And hyenas. Not just the tigers. There's also hyenas, and they're very close to him. <laughs> Travis, I'm just going to call Joe Exotic back next week. We're, we're going to talk to Joe Exotic every week. That's what we're going to do at the end of the show. We're going to call Joe Exotic, see what he's up to. Every week to the election? He's my hero. I like it. His his place is eight hours away. We're you know, I think, I, like he said, it might be a little bit too late for him this year for president, but I think if he does stick to that plan that he's got laid out ahead of, ahead of him and uh, runs for Congress and things, I think you have a legitimate chance of seeing Joe Exotic in the House. Travis, being in the House of Representatives, isn't it's attainable. Right. I mean, you, you get a little uh, you get a little buzz. Mm-hmm. Eh, there's not that many people that vote for that shit. You get in there. If you if he can drive the people who don't normally vote for those positions, he it shouldn't be difficult for him to get into the house, especially on like an off year. Right. Well, the the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program, you guys. The official candidate of uh, WFOD. We we fully endorse Joe Exotic. For president, that that is our uh, that is Mike's pick of the week. <laughs> when did you start doing that, and why? Like a week ago. <laughs> Don't walk in front of a roller coaster, baby, baby, you'll probably die. We start with top quality ingredients and time honored recipes for the creation of fine cured meats. You're on board so far, right? I love fine cured meats. We mix celebrity and animal meats grown in-house through a proprietary culturing process into curated salami blends. Starting with biopsied myoblast cells, we grow our healthy, rich meats in Bite Lab's own bioreactors. I... Bitelabs.org. Uh, I, I I reached out to Bite Labs. I, I what do what do those things mean? <laughs> I uh I, I wanted to get somebody somebody a representative just to see if they're a bunch of goofballs. Uh, just to say, what uh, exactly do you mean by by celebrity and animal meats? Well, they, what they do, Travis, is they we're going to have to ask Ahmet Zappa if if he'll join this because their whole thing is they want us to reach out to celebrities and talk them into being the ones the ones who uh are the first for the meat see because uh, so what the, and their pitch is 70 percent of farmland right now is just full of a bunch of animals we're waiting to kill what they could do is they could just like take some ahmet zappa uh stem cells they, they just take a tissue sample from them and i guess they like clone it and then they like grow meat this can't be real 
Well, it's probably a bit, Travis, but but I want to pretend like it's real. Because I want it'd be great to- if it was real, right? Who no? Who wants to eat Kate Beckinsale meat? <laughs> me, me. No, you don't. And Travis, somebody gave you some Kate Beckinsale meat. You wouldn't try it. No. So this is the pitch for Ellen DeGeneres meat. Okay, as a salami, we see Ellen salami composition blended with ostrich, black pepper, and garlic with a playful kick of mustard. Give the Ellen salami a highly approachable and well-rounded flavor. A hint of brandy and shallots will finish off the Ellen salami in exquisite fashion. Charles, is, is this even could could you be a, a like a vegan and and eat celebrity meat? This can't you can't you people can't even make baked goods with breast milk in them. Do you remember the breast milk ice cream oh, is that from a, a handful so of you, years ago? You're saying there there's legal issues with this. You can't make Ellen DeGeneres meat. And cure it and sell it to people. You can't do that. But if it's not even, I mean, it's not like we're cutting Ellen's arm off. We're getting a tissue sample and then we're just growing it, right? Oh, it's not even real cannibalism. It's it's fake. It's pretend cannibalism? Yeah. So like, okay, Kanye West, the Kanye salami will pull no punches. Heavy and boldly flavored. Pure Conway West meat will blend with rich, coarse ground pork, Hungarian paprika, and Worcestershire Give Kanye an underlying smokiness spiced up with hints of jalapeno. This is good stuff, don't, Travis. Don't you feel like this is like a gateway to actual cannibalism? Maybe. because Oh, you're saying like once we get a taste for them? Yeah, we're getting the taste for these people and they can't produce it fast enough. Now it's time to go out to my local 7-Eleven, find that guy who sits out there drinking a Slurpee, bash him over the head and have myself a feast. Uh, Travis, in the chat, Maul says guys will make their own fleshlight with the salami. That's wow. I didn't even think of that. Like you buy like a like a tube of sausage, right? And then you can just hollow oh, out the yeah. middle and like fuck it. Ellen sausage. Oh, man. <laughs> Ellen, a tube of Ellen sausage gets me freaking hot. But honestly, is that cannibalism? Like if if I take some Travis skin cells and then like I grow more, well, like yeah, it's not think about, you. Think, think about it this way. Think about say, say you took some drunk skin cells, fully cloned him and then ate chunks off of his cloned body. Is that cannibalism? There's there's another uh, sticky wicket we could get into, Travis. If I clone like a full you and then murder the clone you. No, I didn't murder you. You're still around. We just made another you so that we could kill you and eat your pieces. I mean, isn't Wasn't that uh, an underlying theme of that short-lived one-season Paul Rudd Netflix show where they were talking about the the weird shit that kid, like he went to get himself cloned and usually the uh, original body was supposed to be killed, but they fucked up and didn't kill him. Or are they just but like they really single use? Like do they just perform a task and then they're no longer needed or, or do they just like but, die soon? Well, I think that Paul Rudd thing was right. Like you went in there cause you felt like shit. They grabbed your cells. They made a copy of you that have all of your memories up until that moment. And then they kill the original. So, like, is that really murder? Because there's still you walking around. Okay, so I, they I kill know. the original and the clone is the new you? The clone is the new you. That's why you feel so good is because you have a brand oh, new uh, Oh, because I guess you never, you never age. Well, you age. 
You just have to get, I mean, if you don't want to age, you just got to get a new clone all the time. But do they, uh, do they fix stuff before they shit the clone out? Like, do they go in and edit things and yeah, say like, I Hey, think, your back doesn't any, hurt anymore. Any issues that you have, if you have like internal issues, like they, they scrub your DNA of all of the defects and then create you a, essentially a newborn body. But, you know, as an adult, hey, Travis, Dr. Peppa says that this sounds like renewable resources. It's, it's, Dr. Just, it's being responsible. That's what Dr. Pepper says. The soda company, uh, Dr. Pepper's in the chat saying that this is a good idea. Travis, I, I think that bite labs is really on to something. I think this is I mean, good if, stuff. If you can, if you can get people on board with this, I won't even try the impossible burger. So <laughs> I'm not your demographic, but um, if you can, if you can grow, people meet in labs i guess go for it i'm not interested well see if you if you can then like we don't have to give a shit about keeping animals alive anymore right they can just all die out who cares right because we could just like make our it's like at the beginning of water world when when he finds out how to filter his own pee travis we're just figuring shit out we don't need animals anymore we'll just eat ourselves look at it different direction for things like Travis, I, don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know about this imagine when the internet started and, and it was crazy that you got this little disc and like you were paying by the minute to to talk to some gal on aol instant messenger who tells you dirty stories and you jack off to them and meanwhile nobody can call your house you know what i'm talking about just imagine oh yeah i i and, I and now that. we got 3d printers people are making 3d printer guns I mean, like pretty soon you could just make a clone of yourself in your garage, kill it and eat it. Would you feel comfortable with that? Would you feel comfortable with or would you have to take it to like a butcher and be like, hey, make this make half this into ground Mike. And then, you know, I want like a half dozen Mike steaks and get the rump roast out of there. But everything else I want, I want to turn into sausage. OK, comfortable with that. Travis, if, if you could eat any celebrity, who would you eat? Oof. The Rock, I'd probably like Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson, uh, uh, you, a lot you, of marbling on that meat. Mm. I would probably be quite good. I'd eat Kelly Clarkson. That's fine. Yeah. You know, if you could make a clone of yourself and then kill it and like dissect it like a frog to see what's wrong with you, you know, like so you open you up and you look around at your organs and you say, "Hmm, this one doesn't look great." Like it could act as like a, a preventative. Yeah, but I mean, don't doctors do that now without having to cut you open and have a clone body to check? Be like, hey, your shit's fucked up. You're going to want to get that taken care of. Yeah, and I think that there are certain things that you can only do like once or twice a year. You could just send a clone in there to do that and then kill them. I don't know. I think I'd go full Michael Keaton and multiplicity and want them to do. I, I don't think I, I mean. You go to all the trouble of making a clone. I mean, at least you can get some yard work out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll throw some soup, baby. It's water. And then they have cans of soup. 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 And they throw the cans of soup. That's better than a brick because you can't throw a brick. It's too heavy. But a can of soup, you can really put some power into that, right? And then when they get caught, they say, no, this is soup for my family. They're so innocent. This is soup for my family. Uh, it's incredible. And you have people coming over with bags of soup, big bags of soup, and they lay it on the ground, and the anarchists take it, and they start throwing it at our cops, at our police. 
And if it hits you, that's worse than a brick because it's got force. It's the perfect size. It's like made perfect. And when they get caught, they say, no, this is just soup for my family. Live. Internet radio. Online and on your mobile device. Dubfod goes hard. Mike, 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 Michael Moore. Mike, Mike, Michael Moore. Mike, 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 Michael Moore. Mike, Mike, Michael Moore. by saying, I don't think this is going to be like an artistic achievement or anything. This right. is probably going to be uh, just a moneymaker. It's going to make us It's going to make us a lot of money. If it's going to make us a lot of money, before you even go on with the synopsis, I got to know who you cast. We have to who is the cast the right now? We have to go quick because we're in the generation that's going to appreciate right. this movie. We're in the generation that's going to appreciate this Me movie. and you are the youngins. Um, probably, probably both. I mean, you know, it's probably a, twenty-seven to what thirty-six. Yeah, something like that. So, so not eighteen to thirty-four. Okay, drop ideal. Imagine, like the the scenic backdrop of Dubai. Dubai. Okay. It's, it's or Abu Dhabi or any of those nice Middle Eastern. We need memories. like sitar music or something going on. In the yes. Okay. There's this super, super rich guy in Dubai, right? Uh-huh. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. It's just fucking loaded. <laughs> you, don't, you don't care for that? <laughs> so, so we're in Dubai. He's got everything. He Are we on one of those man-made islands that look like a palm tree or something? Or a fish. You've seen those things Are we before, on a right? fish? No, like You've never seen those man-made islands like fish, they, yeah. they made down there? Well, wherever the richest guys in Dubai are, he's there. Okay. This guy's just... So Abu Dhabi. Crazy loaded. Uh-huh. Abu Jimmy Jab. So he's got everything. He's, he's like this big fan of America. And like he's you know, a Middle Easterner. Yeah, he he digs all kinds of American culture stuff. Somebody gives him the box set of seasons of Saved by the Bell. Okay. Wow. He fucking goes crazy for Saved by the Bell. Uh huh. He loves Saved by the Bell. He just thinks it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. Right. And he asks his assistant, you know, like where are these people now? And they say, oh, well, you know, they all went their separate ways. And he says, fucking bring me 
Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski. Okay. Bring Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski to fucking Dubai. Uh huh. And he tells him, "Look, you're actually using them as the yes, yes. It's going to be like one of those meta things. You know how they do that now, where like people play themselves. Okay. Like that show on Showtime with Matt LeBlanc, where like he plays like Matt LeBlanc, but like it's like a like a fucking douchebag version of Matt LeBlanc. More more like this is the end. Yeah, like this is the end. That meta shit is." Gold right now. Okay. And people still love Saved by the Bell. Love it. In America? And by the way, I will just have you know, I didn't like think this up. Like, I woke up a couple days you ago. You dreamt it. I woke up the other day, and this whole thing was just there. Yeah. It was a fever dream from Beezing the night before. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm By the way, is this sure. is this pitch better while you're Beezing? Or uh, yeah, it's actually a lot better than the okay. The I'll tell you what, Mike. Movie. I know what this movie is, and if I was stoned, I would fucking love it. Bring Zach Morris and Kelly, or the the actors that play them, to Dubai. Mark and Paul Gasly and uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. Says to him, "Dude, I'll give you like." $50 million each. Uh-huh. Is that American or Abu Dhabi money? Fuck. I don't know, drunk. Wh- which one sounds better? Which one is in dollars? $50 million <laughs> American okay. each. Perfect. If you guys fall in love for real. <laughs> they what? say... They Where did say that come from? they say this is this is ridiculous. We were just actors in a movie. He goes, no, no, no. You guys just try, and if I'm convinced, fifty million dollars each. Uh huh. So it's a romantic comedy type movie uh-huh. where these actors are trying to fall for one another for fifty million dollars. Okay. But the thing is, is that right? This guy like builds like an entire replica, like a working replica of Bayside High, and he like fills, fills it with like high school kids and shit, right? That that would be good. So he builds this replica of Bayside High, fills it with extras, high school kids. They go about their business. He brings in Mister Belding, right? He's back. Oh well, he uh, has to be right. At least make uh, a cameo. Exactly. Do you bring in the who was the initial teacher? Aren't you know like what would might, might be better for the, the comedy is if they have like you know weird Indian dudes like pretending to be all the other people. Okay, like I can an see that. Indian Mister Belding. So, so, like, so oh, so Zach, you ordered a bunch of pizza. <laughs> so, like a Slater, that's an Indian Slater and so, an Indian Screech. The only two white people are Zach and Zach and Kelly. So they they try to act. But when does the acting stop, and when does real life take over? That's actually three weeks good. later. That's a pretty good tagline. Three right. weeks later, when they actually fall in love, right? So it's going to be a romantic comedy. It's probably going to be lame, but everybody's going to go see that movie drunk. Everybody? No, don't look at me like that. This is going to be. See, great. you had me at the beginning. You you, you had me. You had <clears throat> me until you're like. And then they're going to get paid $50 million to fall in love. What the fuck is that, dude? Come on. Rizzoli and Isles man. is not doing very good for Mark Paul Gossler. When's the last time you saw He's not on Rizzoli and Isles. That's the Dikey show. He's on the is, one with the two guys. What is he? Franklin and Bash. It, 
I have no idea what you people are talking about. They're both about. on TNT, right? They're just and move. I don't know what those Yeah, Rizzoli and Isles is the one with the two dikey broads that solve crimes. I thought oh, that yeah. was with the lawyers. No, no, it's 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 the yeah. The, I, so the they're they're the down on their luck, and like you couldn't really do it with anybody else because I mean, like you couldn't do it with Rachel and uh, and Ross David and Schwimmer because I mean Aniston's doing okay. She doesn't need it. Aren't they doing okay? Schwimmer don't give a fuck. I mean, no. Schwimmer will do it, sure. But yeah, I, th- I think Tiffany Amberthies and Mark Paul Gosser—they're not fifty million dollars doing okay. But you play it up; it's a—it's a more dramatic version of themselves. I mean, you that's could, why the, yeah, you that's could that's safely assume that the guys Dude, from Saved I, by the Bell I aren't rolling in dough now. Almost guarantee you, they're still to this day getting paid two hundred thousand dollars a year on fucking Saved by the Bell royalties. Bullshit. The fucking uh, who's the dipshit that was screeched? Was that uh, Dustin Diamond, right? Yeah. He he like tours, doing his quote unquote comedy show where they act, actually bill him as Screech from Saved by the Bell. But doesn't he can, like that could not be making him? He can't be making money if he's. It's like going by. Back in the day, he had an extravagant lifestyle. He's got to keep up with his extravagant lifestyle. Right, he's shitting on ladies. Sniffles, do you have any opinion on this whatsoever? I shit in the same water I live in. Don't ask me. Okay. That wasn't helpful. But I, you could You assume, had me at the beginning. You had me at you the could, beginning. You could just assume there's a possibility that the two guys that were on TV and haven't done shit since probably aren't rolling in dough. You could... Throw that out there that it's a possibility that they don't have a lot of money. Well, and we can completely discount that the fact that like he's on a show right now. We could pretend like he hasn't done anything since Saved by the Bell, except a couple of shitty TV movies that did nothing. And this this you know, this is a movie world. We're gonna we're gonna play with it. Right. He's playing a more dramatic version of himself. He's playing an exaggerated role. Like uh, like when Chad Ochocinco was on the league, he was playing <laughs> Chad Ochocinco, but he wasn't doing exactly what Chad Ochocinco would do. He was written to do that. That's a good comparison. Like you could just say anybody who's ever cameoed on the league, but it's more fun to say Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> That's true. So you're just totally not buying this. No, you'd... I mean I'm in the Shark Tank drunk. You're telling me no. You're going to turn down my Saved by the Bell Dubai movie. So, I, I... What's his notes, Drunk? You have notes? How can we improve this, Drunk? I mean, you're going to shit on it, but how can you improve it? Is tits. I, I got nothing. Well, yeah, tits. This, show, show her tits. This, this that is, would be great if she showed her tits. This is the most brilliant movie i ever seen in my life. I'm going to give you $1 billion to produce it. Oh, and uh, the dude's got to show his hog. Drunk. Tell me that movie wouldn't make a hundred million dollars. That movie will not make a hundred million. I bet you it makes seventy million dollars. I bet you it would on a on a ten million dollar budget, dude. You're not on even Memorial Day weekend. You're not even cracking seventy million dollars on a ten million dollar budget. Hey, who goes to see rom coms in the theater? Nobody. Ladies make their men go to rom coms. Open that saw... shit on motherfucking Valentine's Day, drunk. <laughs> February. Bitches are cold. They want their hearts warmed 
with fucking Mark Paul Gosler. You're right. Buy a bitch some chocolates. Take her to see the Saved by the Bell Dubai movie. I hated Saved by the Bell. Huh? We were we were talking about video games, and we and I asked Travis about whether or not he's ever gotten really into video games, and he said the closest he's ever come was with the Mafia Wars Facebook game. And I think you said that you enjoyed that game as well. I did for a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened was, after the show, Travis messaged me and he says, Mike, you don't even understand this Mafia <laughs> Wars thing. And and I should have brought it up then, but it got pretty hardcore. It got, it was bad. The, the, the first thing, the, the, the problem was, or maybe the, the entry was, was that my daughter was just born recently, so and my wife worked opposite shifts of me. So I was always, like, super tired from working second shift, but I would always have to be up, like, super early with, like, a six-month-old little girl who... I love my daughter, but she was the worst baby that ever happened. I mean, she's a great kid now. Like, when she turned, like, nine, ten months, she grew out of it. But that first, like, nine months was, I I'm a, I was a grown-ass man, and I'd break down in tears because she would just scream. But I had all this time on my hands and, and no wife or anybody around, so I discovered Mafia Wars. <clears throat> so I would have the laptop open at all hours of the day and night. I'd Can get you home. still do Mafia Wars mm. now? I think it exists still. Does it still yeah, exist? I still get little invites from people to play it. To play yeah, Mafia Wars? Because Zynga's still a thing, right? They're still a company. Didn't somebody buy Zynga? I think they did for, like, an obscene amount of money, because they were huge for a while with that... What the hell was that other one? Farm plant, Farmville or something? Yep, Farmville. Did they do the plants and the zombies, too, or is that no, somebody else? That's no, else? I think okay. they did Don't they more do the, the of that kind. The with friends, I believe. So Travis has all this time on his hands... <laughs> So I said, I mean, like, like I said, I get done with work. You know, I was drinking a lot more because I was working second shift and there was nobody around. So if we didn't stop at the tavern, I would come home and have some cocktails to try to. You were drinking sh- more then than you do now? I believe so. Well, I think that oh. might have been my entry into drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> working second shift with a bunch of dudes and like not having anybody to come home to because everybody's sleeping and be like, well, I can't, I can't like go to sleep. I'm too wired and I can't do anything that's going to be loud. So I drank and I sat in front of Mafia Wars. And if you you're familiar with Mafia Wars, it was like time sensitive. So you got to do so many things in a certain amount of time, and then the timer would start, and it would be like you can start doing these other things in what, like an hour, right? Two hours. So I would sit there and stare at that timer, just like itching, waiting until the moment that I could do something else. And it got bad. It got so bad that I joined a guild. You know, like you could join like a, a like a mafia wars guild where they like branded their names and shit and put little like extra letters in front of their names and then you were part of a guild. So I like had at one point, well, <laughs> when I quit mafia wars, I had to defriend thirteen hundred people. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred people on and, Facebook. On Facebook, uh, in the and I would say seventy percent of them were from Guam because I joined. <laughs> This Mafia Wars guild that was based out of Guam. Wow. So I was random because of the the hours. I don't know if it was because of the hours or if it was just like the first group of people that I ran into that was kind of cool, you know, and that were 
constantly gifting you shit and sending you experience points and things like that. Did you talk to any of these people outside of Mafia Wars? Like, did you just send each other stuff or did you there was there was hey man you ready to play some mafia wasn't there something built into mafia wars where you could talk to people i don't remember ever talking to anyone yeah i think there was something sitting there you have little fights with people and then like sometimes they win sometimes you win but but i think there was i think there was a thing where you could like talk to people in game and you would do things like hey i have a i have a pickaxe if you can give me that tommy gun because it'll build up, you know, each of our things, because I'm, and then I'm missing the, every holiday they would, like, give you extra stuff, it would be like a holiday extravaganza. So oh, right, like Patrick's if you logged day. in on a special day, you got yeah. a special gun or something. Yep, and it was like a 24 hours of St. Patrick's Day, so you'd get, like, Irish-themed gifts and things, so you'd, you'd get extras, and you could give them to the people on your, if you, like, on your friends list, you could, like, trade shit to become more powerful as a group. And then you'd like gang up. So you talk in this little group and you would say, Hey, these other guys are coming for us. So let's all go after them and like wipe out their, all their shit and experience points. I don't know if the game was this involved on iPhone. I I would play it at work on my iPhone and I don't think it was this involved. I think that there was, Added features on the Facebook version that I wasn't. I never logged in. Oh, there, yeah, there absolutely around with it at my. There, at yeah, work. there absolutely was because I had like one of the first. It wasn't even Android yet. It was like one of the first Samsungs that was kind of smartphoney. At least it had like an internet browser on it, but it, there was no such thing as apps and shit. Because right. I mean, what is you talking like two thousand nine? I think. See those so, Facebook games. Those Facebook games are trouble, man, because you're annoying the shit out of everybody you're friends with on Facebook. Because I mean, I remember for a while I was kind of into Candy Crush, and I know that some people, Anchor in the chat, is saying that he got a bunch of Candy Crush invites for me, and I know people were probably getting annoyed. But I mean, you, that that's that's how they get you, man. They get you with that free game, and then they trick you into getting all your friends to get involved with it. I get weird invites from people all the time on Facebook and, and it annoys the shit out of me, but then you, then you become one. Well, you know, then that like 2009 was before you could block all that stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any game stuff in my feed anymore because you can block every game that ever exists. If it, so if it pops up and it's a game in my, in my Facebook feed, it's gone. I block that game immediately. So even if people send you invites, you don't get them. Right. Yeah, that's what I had to do at some point. So, Travis, let me ask you this. What what, yeah. what spawned you quitting the Mafia War? The breaking point, because seriously, it was one of those things that I was constantly thinking about. You know, there's not anything you could really do when you weren't playing, but I was always thinking about it. It was like uh, when, I, when I got a Nintendo again and we played uh, Dr. Mario. The wife and I played Dr. <laughs> Mario before we had kids, and we were having, like, little tournaments where we were still smoking. Well, she doesn't smoke anymore, but when we were, like, chain-smoking cigarettes in the house and drinking box wine playing Dr. Mario tournaments with each other. And I would go to bed just trying to place Dr. Mario pills in my brain. Like, where's the best place for these Dr. Mario pills? You're not playing, but it's like your brain is, like, functioning like Dr. Mario drops, you know. And the the Mafia Wars thing was the same thing, where my brain was constantly thinking about Tommy guns and, and this next battle and what's the best way to build up your experience points and how much time do I have before I can do this full-out war thing. And I was I was I was always thinking about it, and it, it never dawned on me because, I, like I said, I always had my laptop open at all hours of the day, just staring at it, just waiting. And I went outside. It was it was such a random occurrence. Like I went outside 
and uh, I was push mowing my lawn. I think it was like the fall, and I'm push mowing my lawn, kind of chopping up some leaves and everything with the mower. And then I, it, I was thinking about Mafia Wars. I'm like continuously thinking about Mafia Wars while I'm mowing the lawn, <laughs> and I just had like this this moment of like clarity. You know, I'm like, you you are a fucking addict. <laughs> you you're you, you had your own inter- intervention. Yeah, I did. Like, it just dawned, like, I can't, I'm always thinking about Mafia Wars all the time, whether I'm at work, whether I'm mowing the lawn, it doesn't matter where I am, I can't stop thinking about Mafia Wars. So I immediately went in after I was done. I had actually a real friend that played uh, Mafia Wars, and I said, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting, I'm cutting my ties with this thing. And I said, do you want any of my shit? He's like, no, I think I'm giving it up too. I'm like, well, good. I said, let's give it up together. So I, I messaged all the people in my guild. I said, hey, guys, thanks a lot. It's been awesome. I said, who wants all my shit? <clears throat> so I just started because you could give all of your stuff you gave away. away all your stuff? I gave all like all the people in my guild that like just gifted every single thing that I had built up in like that. Probably, it was probably six months to a year. I don't even remember how long I played it. Oh, but I gifted all of it to all the people in my friends list. And I said, thanks for the memories, but I'll be defriending you all. And it took me two weeks to defriend like the 12, 1300 people or however many I had just for Mafia Wars. Wow. And that was before lists and shit too. So you couldn't like separate your personal life from your game life. You couldn't block people from seeing your personal stuff. So I had like 1300 people, 80% of them from Guam seeing pictures of my like little baby and shit. Right. And, you know what <laughs> I mean? That's my whole thing with podcast people. That, I mean, like, I, I like a lot of the people that I get friend requests from, but it's like, I don't I don't know these people. <laughs> right, right. I, I like you, and I, I enjoy yeah. your personality. I but don't I, want you to be one step away from, like, contacting my Aunt Barb. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's I don't weird. need you to see the very last picture of my grandma before she died. Right, right. It's... it's if, it's weird. I don't know. And what are, what are eventually I cave in and I'm like, ah, he's a nice guy. I know. But I, I, I don't know. It weirds me out. But then I just block him like I did with Jim Chadman. So he can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> so that's my Mafia War story. It was a troubling part of my life. And uh, Travis, let's go back. Okay. Do let's you think our back. Mafia Wars accounts are still active? Like, you no. Think- no, I shut mine down after you I uh, shut it down. So you'd be yeah, starting at zero. See, I yeah, don't think you, I shut it down. I think I just deleted the app. Oh, did you? No, you can shut it right down. Where uh, after I gifted all my shit to my people, I uh, there's a part you could go into where you could actually not not just delete the app. I mean, you could just shut it down and say I no longer wish to play this game. Right. Uh, all all of and it would tell you all of the content will be missing, your all your friends will be gone, all of your stuff will be gone, you won't be able to get it back. So oh, I sh- I shut it right down. See, I just I just wonder if I log in like if if you know people have been battling me all these years. <laughs> you like just got the shit kicked out of you for like <laughs> 3 4 5 years. Well, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a possibility, I guess. Are they eating food or are they fucking? Are they eating food or are they fucking? Are they eating food or are they fucking? Let's play the game now. So, Travis, food or fucking is the game. And the yeah, way that it works. An audio media. Uh, yeah. What I'm going to play is a clip either from a uh, YouTube mukbang video <clears throat> 
or a Pornhub porno video, Travis. Can you explain to me mukbang again? Is that just people eating in people the eating? Yeah, people eating okay. and uh, and General, filming it. Generally females. Uh, not, oh, always. It, not always. Not always. Because it's a sexual thing. It's like a what do they call that? A ASMR, Travis. Mm, I thought that was just when you talked in the microphone, very you quiet. Then you chew. Ugh. Don't do that. Guys, round one of food I or fucking. Got, I got this pickle. <laughs> so you want to take turns? Or? Turns is that, is that food or is that fucking? That's fucking. Uh, drunk? Are you listening to a, a pornographic uh, uh, scene uh, uh, on uh, Pornhub? We're gonna go back and forth. Travis can answer that one. Honestly. Oh, drunk's putting on the the blindfold. Travis. Oh yes, he needs his sensory deprivation to be able to pull off his super abilities. He's like a lot like uh, Dare, Matt Murdock's Daredevil uh, <laughs> is drunk. <laughs> Deprive him of his sight, and he will hear whether it's somebody. Sucking a cock or eating a banana. So do I need to play it again, drunk? No, we're. I'll do. No, that's mine. One. We're okay. gonna take turns. He said. Okay, I'll take. That's porn. What do you mean we're taking turns? You guys both have to answer. Why? How many questions you got? Five. All right. Oh no, that's the fifth one will be perfect. the tiebreaker. Boom. Yeah, fifth one's tiebreaker. Okay. Porn. You said porn. Yep. Travis, you're wrong. It no. Was, that was a uh, uh, Christina's creative creations on YouTube. Uh, she was eating a chicken wing, Travis. Mm, uh, unbelievable. That was a gal eating a chicken wing. Guys, round. <laughs> if, she sound, if she sounds like that when she's eating a chicken wing, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> round two, guys. Oh. Mm. That's Bill. That's Bill Murray from What About Bob. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, get that in. Mm. <laughs> Watch your toes. No, I Watch say your toes. Drunk was that? I want to say porn, but man. Did they say watch your toes at the end? Wash your toes? Watch your... I, I thought it sounded like you said watch your toes. I don't know. I could play it again if you want. No, nah, I don't want to hear that again. I, uh, I'll go with porn. You're going to go with porn? Uh, drunk, unfortunately, you're incorrect. That was a Nicocado avocado eating a hundred raising canes chicken fingers on YouTube. That's too many chicken fingers. Yeah, it's a lot of chicken fingers, Travis. Are you ready for round three? Drunk, I think I see the game here. Yeah, yeah I think so. You ready for round three, yeah. Travis? Yep, let's do it. Mm. 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 There's no way that's food. <laughs> if that's if that's somebody eating, making those sounds, that's just for the video. I'm still going porn. Travis, you're correct. That was a oh. lucky plucky one in the Pornhub classic. Damn it, she sucks the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, i am partial to damn it she sucks the best uh six though yeah guys are we ready for round four 
Are they eating food or are they fucking? Are they eating food or are they fucking? Are they eating food or are they fucking? Let's play the game now. I said guess porn every time. Are you just playing it the all law sound, of everything? It all, it all sounds like porn. Drunk, that was chubby milf in sexy yeah. fishnets melts a long meat stick on Pornhub. If you guys want to look that up, these are the real titles. I believe you. Uh, chubby milf in sexy fishnets melts a long so meat we, stick. We, we get to the tiebreaker, Travis. Okay, how, so I guess how, you guys both I, have one, so you both need to answer for number five. We both need to guess this. Uh, real quick question. How chubby... Was this MILF? I mean, she was she was a bigger gal, Travis. Um, I mean, not like big to the point of like needing a reality show based on how big she is. Oh, nothing on TLC then. Maybe VH1. But certainly big enough that you're like, oh, yeah, that's a chubby MILF. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So you, you I, asked. I, uh, I don't want to hear answer. this. Let Travis go first. And then you're just going to go with whatever. And then you're going to play it again for me. Oh, take your money. Yeah, take your. Oh, okay, off. okay, yeah. So drunk's Good gonna idea. take his I like head. This. Okay, so he's like a uh, doing like a, a. He's in the isolation chamber. Yeah. Did he unplug? He unplugged. All right, perfect. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what do you think, Travis? God damn it. I thought the first two were porn too, uh, and they were food. God damn it. Uh, Do you need to hear it again? No, I can't, I can't be hearing these things over and over again. Uh, just, uh, you getting, I'll go You food. getting chubbed up by how sexy no, it is, Travis? No, it's so gross. Okay. <laughs> I'll go food. Give me food. Okay. So I shouldn't drunk's tell turn. drunk. Don't tell me. I shouldn't tell drunk what you said. Is that? Nope. Yep, yeah. don't tell him he's completely blind okay, to what drunk, I said. Okay, drunk, you can plug back in, because Travis has locked in his answer. I don't know why we're doing it. This is a weird way to do it, but okay. It's fun, though. I like it. It's different. Oh, my. Travis took his headphones off. Food. Okay, Travis. Drunk also went food. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> so you both went food. And it, guys, it looks like you tie because that was food. Nice. It was a so, so young eats five foot giant octopus legs on YouTube. Five foot octopus That's legs. why it sounded so gross. It was octopus. Are they eating food or are they fucking? Are they eating food or are they fucking? Are they eating food or are they fucking? Let's play the game now. And just like soccer, it ends in a tie. Got a little drunk, and that's why I called you. Everything's fine. Sorry if I woke you 
I was just hoping to get to your voicemail. Everything's fine. Just thinking about you. Yes, everything's fine. Oh, everything's fine. How is your work? How is your mother? Tell her hello. She always kind of liked me. How are your kids? Do you ever think about us? Everything's fine. I hardly even notice the change. Oh, everything's fine. Yes, everything's fine. Yes, everything. Someday I'd love to meet up for coffee. Tomorrow's no good, no nothing. Everything's fine. Yes, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, everything. Talk to and answer these questions. Thank you.
Oh, it brought Fantastic. a tear to my IQ, Mike. It got you? Got me. In the chat, everybody's you, saying they think it's a sad song. I think Daniel's you, wrong. Daniel, you, you got some sadness in you that you don't know. Mike, if you don't know why this, of course everything's not fine. It's not fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> he might think it's fine, but it's not fine. <laughs> My brother the bear dot bandcamp dot com, guys. Go there, check that out. You check that song out. The rest of the songs are all good. Damn good. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, buddy, you, buddy. Do, you, do you have a website? Are you were you talking about selling merch before? Do you have a website or anything where people yeah, can purchase stuff? You can go to uh, mybrotherthebear.com, dot com, and there's uh, that. This EP is the third. Uh, Third recording that I've done. So there's two full-length albums on the website, and uh, this five-song EP is on there also. And you got the, the tweeter too at my brother the bear, probably. Yeah, the tweeter is uh, at my bro the bear because my brother the bear it's was too, too much. Long. I'm not really a bro guy, but you know, whatever. You <laughs> dry <laughs> the tears off my eyes. Thanks a lot, buddy. Daniel, <laughs> thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for coming on and doing this. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me, guys. No problem. You take it easy. All right, you too. It's a sad song, Travis. Holy shit. He said yeah. it wasn't sad, but it is. <laughs> well, you didn't know. You asked him. You didn't know why. It didn't apply. Well, to I listened like... to it again, and I was trying to dissect the lyrics and finding what the hell hit me. Just the fine part. Like, it's, it's, it's exactly not fine. It's the fact that everybody Everything sucks, Travis. <laughs> Everybody's constantly telling themselves, themselves that they're fine. Quit trying to assure me it's fine, because it's not. That's a, That was great. I like that I, I guy. I think it's just that you're getting old, Mike. You think that's it? it it's like a questioning my mortality is what's going on? So the awesome. other day, my lady was watching one of those Ancestry commercials, and she just starts bawling out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? She's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a hand. There's probably Nazis in my family. <laughs> I'm like, you, you're just getting old. That's, that's, what, that's what the deal is. It's like I have gotten way sentimental and like introvert like introspective since i've gotten older and older and the kids are getting older and time is going so fast i'm more prone to tears now than i ever was guys, in my younger years guy's fucking good isn't he he's good that was great i mean that was over fucking skype man that's fucking good It's a heartfelt little ditty, Travis. It sounds good. Very folky so far. I hate this, by the way. I work on old cars. Drink my coffee out of jars. This is a parody song. No, no, it's a real song. I think it's a real song. It might be a parody song. Yeah, I'm a real ladies' man. And that really... And then you came along. I was kind of, you know, it's funny that you said, is it a parody song? Because I, I was kind of waiting for there to be a punchline because it seemed sure. kind of jokey. Like, it's kind of, you know, just like a, 
But no, I think this is legit. I think. Yeah. Also, he's not a good singer, so I would assume usually when they're not good, he's not a particularly good singer. No, no, no. Yeah. Do you have a ends in a punchline? Do you have a guess? I mean, he's a white guy. Obviously. Travis, are you familiar with these commercials? Hello. Hi. How's it going? All right. How you doing? Welcome. Thank you. So, this is the all-new Chevy Traverse. The, the Chevy looks real people, not actors commercials. Of the SUVs out there. With that smarmy guy. Sleek. Hate. It seats up to eight. Those commercials are the fight. I hate them, too. I hate them. Listen, they so mad. Listen, I, I think I'd have less of a problem with these commercials if they were just on the television and I could walk away from them. But I pay good money to go see motion pictures in the cinema. <laughs> and this motherfucker is literally in front of every single movie I watch. There's like the, the local ads that the screen visions ads or whatever. Yeah, it's and the they, first trailer before every yeah, movie. Yeah, you think the movie's going to start because they say enjoy the movie. And then all of a sudden there's a goddamn Chevy commercial with this fucking weird dude telling everybody about these cars before I even get to the trailers. Travis, I hate that guy. I hate that guy as well. He makes me mad. And so I looked mm-hmm. into this this guy and then I got into this whole fucking rabbit hole with him. And then I got into a whole goddamn thing with with the stuff that they claim. And that, but that's that's his song, though. Like, that's him singing. Like, yeah. how old is that song? Uh, it's just a couple years old. Uh, so he's been doing commercials and making music for the same amount of time. It, it, it has a music video. Um, and is it a parody? <laughs> no, no, listen to it. So you can tell it's his voice now, right? Yeah. No, I can hear I it. I never had a thrill. Hate that. Chevy's guy. got GPS. <laughs> J.D. Now, Power and Associates. Now, it's funny. I, I, I looked into J.D. Power and Associates, Travis. And uh, J.D. Power uh, is the founder's name. The guy's name is James David Power. And he <laughs> named the company after himself. And right. the associates are his wife and kids. And what J.D. Power and Associates used to do, they started in the 70s, is they would find out who bought a car. And they'd mail you a card after you had the car that you just bought for three months. And then they mail you another card after you've had the car for three years. And they just asked you a bunch of questions. Hey, man, do, do you like your car? Has anything gone wrong with your car? Uh, what do you think? And uh, the people that mail the cards back are the data that they have. So, I mean, theoretically, the only people that mail the cards back are people that have strong opinions. One way or the other, right? About their card. Enough uh, enough to put a fucking stamp on it and mail it back. I mean, who would do that? Who would? Do- I would certainly think that they would offer uh, no postage necessary if mailed in the United States. So, and what they would then do is they would offer to sell the information that they've gathered to car companies. And for many, many, many years, uh, car companies just told these guys to go fuck themselves. They just said, fuck you. If we wanted to know what our customers thought about our cars, we'd mail them. We don't need you to mail them. We did it. And uh, after like years and years and years and years of doing this, compiling this research, in the 90s, Mazda wanted something to put in their in their advertising that uh, sounded legit, 
and they had an, <laughs> like an old male from this JD Power, and they're like, "Hey guys, we're going to put your data in our ad." And JD Power said, "Oh well, you know what? You have to pay us a licensing fee to to use our name in your ad." And then Mazda did it, and then everyone else wanted to do it after Mazda did it because Mazda claimed that they had really good scores in JD Power. And they were like, well, what's our fucking score on J.D. Power? And so now everybody uh, acts like this place is legit when really all they do is mail you a card asking you what you think of it. And, you know, it, it, it makes me think about my dad. My dad is is uh, big on buying American cars and he's always owned Chevys. All he's ever owned in his life is Chevys. Half the parts are made in Japan. If you, if you order, if you buy anything other than a fucking Chevy, then you're a fucking communist, Travis, uh, because the Chevys are American cars. And Toyota actually has more American parts in them than any of the domestic brands. <laughs> and uh, and fucking uh, so, you know, I would think that you probably have the most data returned to you from Chevy customers because they're the ones that feel passionate about it. Right. Well, real quick, JD, what an amazing business model for this dude to just like come up with this thing where he mails you cards and says, hey, what do you think about your uh, automobile purchase? And then years later, car companies finally start paying for debt. It's like the original like like the email distribution list. Like we're going to sell your data <laughs> and then we're going to make a fuck ton of money out of just like selling your data. It's, it's genius. It's like, uh, there's a handful of times it, you know, and you never see the same one twice. But there's like a knockoff brand of captain Morgan where it's like, I don't know. I think it's like San Juan, uh, spiced rum. And it's got this weird looking seal on it that says, uh, uh, culinary, Institute of Chicago's 2014 Spiced Rum of the Year, which, <laughs> fuck you, first of all. Like, no possible way is this thing getting the Spiced Rum of the Year, because it's awful. And also, what is this Culinary Institute of Chicago, and when did they start offering badges to slap on your food products? But the, the funny thing is, is the only way that J.D. Power makes money is if somebody pays them a licensing fee to use their data in an advertisement. People make a lot of money just selling licensing fees for shit that doesn't matter. And, and so, I mean, really, if if I, if we just made up an award and tricked one person into using it because, like, we've you know, it legitimizes them. It's like it's like a like a, a snake eating its tail. They're legitimizing themselves with this data and thereby legitimizing JD Power. And then other companies want to use JD Power. Travis, it's crazy. I think it's a great idea, though, because I think there's a lot of uh, like film festivals and things that do this where they say, hey, uh, submit your should submit your film to this film festival that we made up. I'm, I'm in my mom's garage. I want you to submit this shit. And, uh, but you got to pay to submit. So you pay to submit and we'll, we'll promise to read your script and then we'll give you feedback. Somebody's going to win script of the film festival that doesn't exist. There's like a screenwriting competition. And then they take all the money, they divide it in half and they give one person half of the money. You know, it's like these weird, weird made up businesses and awards to just essentially create LLCs that make a fuck ton of money doing nothing. We need one of those things. We need a thing. We need a thing that we just sit around, 
pretend that we're doing something and make money. Legend Lawless Revenant Didn't understand any of it Could you please Use your real voice Please Use your real voice We know it's an artistic choice Yes, you clearly have range But we couldn't understand you as Bane So please Just use your real voice Artistic choice. Yes, you clearly have range, but we couldn't understand you as Bane. So please use your real voice. Please just use your real voice. 